0: welcome to Betty in the Sky with a Suitcase. I'm Betty. I'm a flight attendant for a major airline and I bring you stories from the airplane, from the flight attendants and the pilots and from traveling around the world. So I have one of my favorite stories that I've heard in a long time on this podcast, and we're going to hear it a little later. It was this flight attendant was telling me that she was in charge on a flight from Dublin, and she saw a bunch of flight attendants kind of milling about the bulkhead area, looking a little frantic, and she's thinking, oh, crap, that it's a medical emergency. And uh, sure enough, it was just like a minute later, she hears someone get on the PA, and she's thinking, oh, crap. She hears, ladies and gentlemen, if there is a, and of course she's thinking they're going to say, if there's a medical professional or a doctor on board, please contact one of your flight attendants. But what she heard was, ladies and gentlemen, if there is a veterinarian on board, can you please ring your flight attendant call button? And she's thinking, veterinarian? I've been flying a long time. I have never heard. Ladies and gentlemen, if there is a veterinarian on board, can you please ring your flight attendant call button? We'll hear why they needed a veterinarian later on in the show. People, you know, do the darndest things, and sometimes they go all these places they're not supposed to. What happened on your flight?
1: Well, it was last month coming out of Accra, Ghana, which is in Africa, and we're catering through the two right door, we're boarding through the two left door, and this lady comes on and goes completely across through... on the two left door and goes out the two right door onto the catering truck <laughs> she really did and so i'm running after her yelling like no no get back here and she had all these bags and so then we got to get her turned around with all the bags and then back on the airplane but did it ever dawn on her it wasn't she had no clue
2: <laughs> she was clueless she had no clue what she had done <laughs> yeah love that
0: So this past month, I had some great layovers, Rome and Zurich and Switzerland. And I got, I, you know, it's just a hazard of the job is you're around a lot of people with colds and a metal tube. And, you know, you can catch a lot of things. You're basically picking up their trash and their wet napkins all the time. It's the very unglamorous part of the job. But um, I I can, fortunately, usually fend off maybe three or four colds a year. I can feel it coming on, but I just douse it with everything. I got my zinc and my zygam and my vitamin C, and I gargle salt water, and I can usually be pretty successful. But the problem with that is I don't know if I'm going to be able to ward it off or not. And this... This past month, I was going on to Rome, and you know, I could feel something going on, but I—I I was doing all my stuff, so I figured I'd probably be able to ward it off. And uh, so I still went on my trip, you know. And they do sort of frown upon you calling in sick, and I didn't know if I should call in sick because I didn't know if I was gonna be sick. But sure enough, man, on the flight over, uh, these coughs, coughing fits would come on, and if I tried not to cough, I was like on the beverage cart. And I'm trying not to cough, and uh my eyes are watering and i i knew i couldn't you know not cough anymore you know there's nothing passengers hate worse than or any profession where somebody is handing food or drinks to you you don't want them <laughs> it's just horrible right so i i didn't say anything to my fellow flight attendant on the cart with me and i i ran to the cross aisle and <laughs> coughed you know and then um Somebody had spilled red wine, and then somebody else's TV wasn't working, and I was trying to call. And uh, by the time I got back to the cart, (laughs) I had these (laughs) tears running down my face. (laughs) And I know the girl on the other side of the cart was thinking, gosh, she's emotional. (laughs) It wasn't tears from me being upset. It was because I have the coughing fit. And literally, I'm asking people, you know, it's like something to drink as tears are running down my face. It's just horrible. So you had something unusual happen on one of your flights?
1: Yes. We had uh, boarded a passenger with a service dog, and the service dog was pregnant. And about an hour from landing in Atlanta, the service dog went into labor. Yeah, but
0: did you know the service dog was pregnant?
1: No, I didn't. I didn't notice it. I did not notice it, that, that she was pregnant. And she was really a sweet dog. And she just was just kind of sitting there uh, with her master. And then I did notice she was panning, but I just thought it was because she wanted to land and was getting nervous. And then when we had finished our snack service, uh, I looked up front and there there were flight attendants running around and then they paged for a vet. Wait, 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 wait. They paged for a veterinarian?
0: Yes. You know, I've heard paging for everything, but never a veterinarian. No.
1: And so they paged for a veterinarian and a veterinarian came. And And what are the chances of that? I know, and he was very nice. He looked like one of the veterinarians from All Creatures Great and Small. (laughs) And he was he was Irish, and so the uh, the uh, the the pup the dog just went into labor and started having her little puppies, and she was just uh, uh, doing what they normally do, which How is. How long does that take? It took her. She was having the puppies about an hour apart, oh. and so she would ha- she would deliver one, and then they uh, they eat. The, sounds kind of gross but they eat the placenta and then they chew off the umbilical cord and that prompts the puppy to start breathing when they do all of that we didn't know that she's the the dog was very calm as she was delivering the puppies the other passengers were they did they watch what was going on yes everyone was watching (laughs) i mean they were fascinated everyone you know they were like everyone was just like what's going on so everyone came up and they were watching because we weren't full and so she delivered two puppies. By the time we got to the gate, and then she was gonna, she was in delivery. She was probably gonna have three more puppies. And so we called for a wheelchair, and they <laughs> put her in a wheelchair. <laughs> and then with the, with the with the puppies? No, we put the puppies in a little box and we wrapped them up real well. And so we made sure. Wait, what'd you wrap them in? Uh, Tablecloths. <laughs> So we made sure that she could see them when we were going down the concourse. Right. So she knew they were nearby. So anyway, they pushed her in the wheelchair down e-concourse with the little puppies. And all the ga- there were lots of gate agents watching and passengers because this was unusual, unusual. to see a dog <laughs> in a wheelchair. But the dog was so sweet and so
0: calm. I would have just loved to heard that, uh, ladies and gentlemen, if there's a veterinarian on board, yes. can you please let one of
1: your flight attendants know? Yes, it was, it was, it was interesting, because like, like I said, the passengers were all looking around like, what's going on? And then we told them, and uh, especially I think the Irish are just wonderful people, very laid back, and our passengers just were great. They really were they really fabulous re- stories. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> and so, uh, anyway, um, from what I understand, all of the deliveries went well, and there's now like five little puppies. <laughs> Do you think were they gonna name them anything? One of the first one that was born, they said they were gonna name her to Dawn. Oh. <laughs> but they were adorable because they were black with like a little white collar almost around their necks. So they were just very cute, very small. They were like like about the size of a hamster. (laughs) Yeah, because we noticed that. It's just fabulous. Yes. Yeah, it was probably one of the best flights I've ever had. I had a great crew and I mean everyone pitched in and all the gate agents that met the flight (laughs) helped. (laughs) The wheelchair people helped. (laughs) So it it was a really good experience. Thank you so much.
0: You know, I, I'm surprised I've never told this story on the podcast, but when I first moved to LA, actually before I moved to LA, I went with my sister on a vacation uh, to Los Angeles and I wanted, <laughs> I wanted to go on The Price is Right. It was interesting because I went with my sister, and you sit in line, you know, you uh, you sit there for hours, um, which is fine, and we were sitting next to a girl, uh, her name was Debbie, and she had been to the Prices Right before, and my sister and I had not. And you sit there forever, and she didn't really mention anything too much about the last time she was there. And then when you finally get up to the producers, they, they ask you, they're like, Oh, three people sitting there with clipboards and they say, uh, what's your name? Where are you from? Or what's your name? What do you do? And, uh, Debbie was in front of us and they said to her, uh, what's your name and what do you do? And she's like, hi, I'm Debbie and I'm a maid, but I'm a maid who doesn't look like a maid. And she did this whole little like hand dance thing. And my sister and I are looking at her like, um, well, where'd that come from? (laughs) She obviously had something prepared. She all of a sudden had all this energy. And, uh, you know, then when they asked us, and we were like, you know, what's your name? Where are you from? It was like, Hi, I'm Betty. I'm a flight attendant. You know, it wasn't, it wasn't anything. And neither of us got chosen. So when I moved to Los Angeles, I didn't know anyone. I when I had a day's off, I really didn't have anything to do. So I decided I'll, I'll, go back to the prices right. <laughs> but this time I'm going to be prepared. And I, I was by myself didn't matter if I made a fool of myself. And uh, I had little things ready to say prepared to say, depending on what they asked me. So um, you know, I get up there and the producers are like, uh. What's your name? Where are you from? And I'm like, hi, I'm Betty. And I just moved here um, from Atlanta. And I, uh, I'm so excited to be at The Price is Right. This is like one of the biggest perks to living in LA. I can come to The Price is Right. I I was like, pretending to be like the most excited person you have ever seen all this energy. And, and the guy was like, Sitting in line all these hours is a perk. And I'm like, oh, yes, I can't believe I'm actually here at The Price is Right. <laughs> I'm moving my hands around. I was all kind of giggly and jiggling. <laughs> and uh, I knew I had nailed that. And also, I don't know, it was people at work. Uh, I had heard, I still don't know if this is the case. But I had heard that uh, once they pick so many people, Then they watch you in the audience to still see if you have a lot of energy or whatever. So I literally, when I was sitting there, I didn't get, I didn't get called for the first, they do like the first half of the show. I didn't get called and I'm sitting there thinking, hey, I nailed that. I nailed that audition, if you want to call it that. I knew I did good, but I still thought, okay, you got to be, you know, all excited. So every time they did something, I was like, ah! like so clapping like a seal in my seat in case there were people watching and then sure enough the second half of the show
3: come on down you're the next contestant on the prize is right in place already and now the next item up for bids please a collection of beautiful tables and we have four contestants but to join you here's the lovely holly with the next item up for bids holly has a new video camera panasonic's full-size camcorder with electronic image stabilization system for jitter-free video recordings and a 12 to 1 power zoom from panasonic and i am going to ask you to follow me right over here please I'm so happy to have you up here with me. Thank you. And I am so happy to tell you you might win this. A fabulous trip to Hong Kong! Guest fly round trip coach Los Angeles to Hong Kong, where you'll enjoy a six night stay, a modified American plan, at the Golden Mile Holiday in Hong Kong, a first class hotel and exciting and bustling Nathan Road. In the midst of shopping, nightlife, and entertainment, you can enjoy browsing in the exclusive malls as well as the quaint sidewalk shops. A prize worth $5,004. You are going to play the shell game. There is a ball under one of these shells. You put a chip beside the shell that has the ball under it, and you win the trip to Hong Kong. Stay right over here, would you please? Now, you have to win the chips and, of course, you win prizes with them. And what is the first prize, Rod? First prize, Bob, is the Toastmaster Convection Oven. Boasts a 9 cubic foot capacity, 3 rack positions, plus continuous cleaning interior. Janice, what is the wrong price, please? $120 is the right price, higher or lower? lower? Lower. You believe that it is lower, is she right? No chip, no oven. Now, uh, Rod. Let's move on back to the Maxim Electric Crate Maker. It's lightweight with a sure grip handle. For trouble free handling, also features a non stick cooking surface. Is the right price higher or lower than? $30. Higher. Higher. Right. Now you have a chip. Very good. On we go, Rod. Moving on, Bob, to Kenwood's Chefette. A mixer and a food processor all-in-one. Adjustable speeds to handle any job. I will tell you the wrong price is $80. Is the right price higher or lower? Lower. You believe it is lower? No. One more, Rod. One more, Bob. This is the Connoisseur's jewelry cleaning machine with twin tanks. Cleans gold, silver, diamonds, and other precious metals. Do you believe the right price is higher or lower than $48? Lower. Lower. Yes. You get another chip. There you are. This is your last chip. Very well. Why don't I start here? If it's here, you lose. No, that's good. Now we'll go to this one. If it's here, you win. Oh, no. Now, if it's here, you lose. If it's here, you win. Do you want me to go on down the line, or do you want to go over to this one? Which one next? This. This one. If it's here, you lose.
0: called me on up. I went up and I kissed Barb Barker. <laughs> he had all this makeup on. And uh, it was fun. And I, I won a trip to Hong Kong and a camcorder. And I didn't, uh, I didn't get in the showcase. Um, but it was fun. It was one of those moments where you're just like your adrenaline's going. There's all these lights and everybody's clapping. And it really is sort of surreal. <laughs> surreal Price is Right moment one last thing about that Price is Right experience, the next contestant that went up there, I was so glad I didn't do something to completely embarrass myself uh, like she did. She gets up there and she's going to play a game for a car where she has to guess the price of the car and the car, they have the thing up there and it has four digits four digits and Bob Barker is like, what do you think is the first digit in the price of the car? And she's like, one and he's like, there's Four digits, four digits in the price of the car. Because, you know, she's probably thinking 19000 11000 but there's only four digits. So that would mean that the price of the car is one, th- a new car is $1,000. You know, this wasn't <laughs> 1950. <laughs> and uh, he's like, no, no, no. There's four digits in the price of the car. What do you think the first digit is? And she's like, one. One. <laughs> And it was like, I was, <laughs> and then at one point she was like, "Can I do it again?" And he's like, "No." <laughs> so luckily, I won a trip to Hong Kong. I was on the prizes Right. It was really exciting, and I didn't make a fool of myself.
3: Y'all stay tuned for no prices. Yet.
2: On, the second half of the price is right. on a flight from um, Boston to Atlanta, I had a, a very large gentleman who was an Atlanta Atlanta rapper. Oh. I didn't recognize him, um, but he came on the flight. It was a 757, and he um, and he was drinking double rum and cokes. Oh. So if you do a double yeah. rum and yeah. coke, there's not much room for it's the a rum. splash
0: of a yeah.
2: splash of coke. Splattered with his rum. Um, so the, that was two doubles on the, on the ground. Oh, yeah. Even though it was really large, I, I said to the captain, I said, hey, this guy's yeah. drinking doubles. Um, and he, he looked out of the flight deck and he thought, ah, oh, he's a big guy. Yeah. Well, didn't realize he was a fearful flyer. So we get up in the air, and he asked for another double rum and coke. So that's six rums. Right. Um, and then he said to me, he says, oh, he says, you know who you look like? And I'm thinking, oh, this should be good. And I says, no, I sure don't says oh it's that one actress who played in that one movie I'm thinking now oh, yeah it could yeah. be anybody so finally he thinks of it and he says you look like Uma Thurman um, and so I, I went and I told the captain because he asked how he was doing so I, I was on the phone and I says you know who, who he told me I look like and he said well no. I said, he told me I looked like Uma Thurman. He says, yeah, well, if I had six double rum and Cokes, I'd tell you I look like Uma Thurman, too. I was like, oh, so I guess I don't look like Uma Thurman.
0: Now, this story came from a listener named Russell. And he said, I'm on the ground staff in Vancouver for a charter vacation airline. From time to time, I have to drive a golf cart around the airport for wheelchair passengers. Uh, There are always passengers walking in the middle of the terminal, which are in the way. And since our golf cart doesn't have a horn, uh, most of the ground staff will yell, excuse me, excuse me. And uh, apparently this emailer Russell is Chinese-Canadian, and they are known to not be as good a driver. <laughs> Therefore, all he has to say is, Excuse me, Chinese driver coming, and everyone will make room for him. <laughs> he is also a full-time flight instructor, and when I, he told this story to a student, uh, the student was like, um, If you can't drive, can I really trust you to teach me to fly? Gotta love it. Excuse me, Chinese driver coming. Excuse me, Chinese pilot coming. So I commute to work, and I commute to work in my uniform. Uh, you're very conspicuous when you're in uniform. And uh, I don't know if I've mentioned it very much on the podcast, but I'm a ferocious reader. I love reading and... um I'm just when I have a good book, you know, it's just fantastic, especially on layovers or when you're on a flight, uh, commuting to work. And I had picked up the first of the trilogy of the Hunger Games, the first one. Um, it's called The Hunger Games, and I at the time I didn't know anything about it. Now there's a big movie coming out in the next couple weeks. I'm hoping it's going to be as good as the books, and I didn't know anything about it. And I, I just started reading it on this 36 minute flight to work, and. I had no idea that it was about children being forced to fight to the death. And like, I got, before I know it, I was so sucked in. I was like, tears running down my face. i like,
2: <gasps> <laughs>
0: <laughs> nothing like the flight attendant at the window seat. Balling like a you know like an idiot child and uh it was very embarrassing but it just goes to show how good that book was I mean to get you sucked in that quickly and uh I thought now on the podcast I'll mention every once in a while when there is a really good book because I read a bunch of them I won't mention the ones that are good or so-so but I love The Hunger Games and there's another book called um, The Night Circus oh boy book was just pure magic, made me want to go join the circus. I love when a book really transports you into another world. And there's another one I liked, even though it's slightly stressful. um, The Passage by Justin Cronin. Very, very good. Uh, So if you know you want or are thinking about getting any of these books, (laughs) or you want to buy something else on Amazon, you could really do me a favor by going to my website first, BettyInTheSky.com, clicking on the little picture of my book. And then you don't have to buy my book. But anything you buy from there, I get a little percentage. And it makes my day. And it makes me want to keep doing the podcast. And I really, really appreciate it. And thanks to all of you that have clicked through my website to get to Amazon. It's just fantastic. I've been flying international for about the last year since I moved. And uh, I love it. It's great. Just couldn't be happier you know, getting to go to all these great destinations. I was just, I just had a two-day layover in Zurich, and then I had a two-day layover in Milan. And I was um, by the Domo, which is the big, beautiful cathedral in Milan. And I was thinking to myself, is there no end to the beauty of Europe? I mean, you, you just can't imagine. It's like there's a beautiful church, a beautiful statue, I like, got every corner. I mean, really, it's just... I really that's what I was thinking. Is there no end to the beauty of Europe? I don't think there is. But one of the things I was thinking of, because I am flying international, it's taken me like a year to figure this out. There aren't as many nut jobs. Um, I, you know, I'm just now noticing, because there are I haven't been getting as many stories as when I was flying domestic. And I, I guess it's because Tickets are more expensive. Uh, how many people in the United States? What's the percentage to have their passport? Uh, you don't have as many people uh, taking their clothes off. You don't have as many people. Actually, I'm sorry, they do take their clothes off as an ambient. Um, but you don't have as many people uh, trying to get their pets on board as you know uh, service animals when they just really want to pet their chihuahua on the flight you don't have as many people you don't have as many people doing as many crazy things i guess it's a different clientele and it's taken me a year to figure out that there are less nut jobs on international which is great for my stress level but not quite as good for the podcast Well, that's about it for this episode of Betty in the Sky with a Suitcase. I hope you'll join me again next time so we can travel the world together. Thanks. Bye.